Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Are you ready to learn the keys to copywriting success? My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 20 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. My co-host Kate Sitars and I, along with the rest of the Filthy Rich Writer team, are sharing everything we've learned in our decades in the industry so that you can start and scale a successful copywriting business of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast. Hey there, Kate. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Okay, so I feel like we need to preface today's episode by saying that this does not happen. This scenario that we're going to talk about does not happen all that often at all. In fact, I would say that it is very, very rare. And in my mm, 20 years of experience, it's actually never happened to me. Kate, has it ever happened to you? Me either. I was just going to say the same thing. So save this podcast in case you're concerned and you have to go back, but chances are it'll gather dust, but hopefully we will ease concerns along the way. Exactly. But the reason we wanted to talk about it was because especially for new copywriters, it is a concern. One of the things to worry about, and of course what we were talking about is what if my client doesn't pay me? And again, it is so truly, truly incredibly rare. If you are working with a, 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 a business that is in business, I was even going to say reputable business, but a business that is in business versus, I don't know, some guy who sends you a message on Facebook and is like, hey, I'm going to start a business, write some copy for me. If you're getting red or yellow flags, maybe don't work with that person. But legitimate businesses will pay you. They pay their vendors and you are one of their vendors. Um, What does happen, or I should say what's far more likely to happen, is not that they don't pay you at all, but that either they are slow to pay you or they pay you on a timeline that is different from what you are expecting. Mm -hmm. You're going to send over an invoice and again, keep it simple. CCA students, you have a template in the course to use it. No one's looking at it for branding or for anything fancy. Super, super simple and straightforward. But what some people like to put at the bottom of it is, you know, net 15, net 30, 
net 60, whatever it is. And so if you put that, typically what that means is you expect to be paid upon receipt of the invoice within 15, 30, whatever the timeline is. Mm -hmm. However, the company might already have a process in place. So before you even send your invoice, as you're getting ready to send it, what I would recommend doing is shooting an email to your point of contact and say, hey, just putting together my invoice. Just wanted to check and see if you already have a process in place for your, your payments and how you pay your vendors. They might come back and give you that information. They might say, nope, no, just shoot over your invoice, blah, blah, blah. But they might say, hey, we process invoices and it's, I have one client that's net 120. Typically it comes in sooner than that, but they are a large, 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 large organization and they need that extra time, I guess, just in case. Majority of my clients, it's either, if it's not instantaneous, then it's within a week or two weeks of me sending the invoice, but they do it on a monthly basis. Typically I'm typically invoicing when my project ends. So if my project ends at the beginning of a month, likely they'll process it at the the end of the month. Other people are biweekly. So all that's to say is you can see if you're like, I'm not following what you're saying, Kate. There are lots of different timelines that the company might already have. So get that information first. So then you're not left being like, "Ah, I sent my invoice. Where's my payment? Then you at least have that information to say, okay, I sent it. I know that they're supposed to process it on this day. So if I haven't seen the payment hit my account or if they're doing old school and doing a check or whatever it is, if I haven't seen it by this date, then okay, I'm going to send my follow-up email and say, hey, just want to check in, make sure this didn't get lost in the shuffle of email inbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 120. That's a lot. I had yeah. a, which similarly a, a big corporate client and they would, it was 90 days. They would get the invoice and then it was processed on a 90 day basis, which is obviously for you math majors. Three months, which can be a lot. So you do have to know to factor that in. Another part of that too is not just knowing what their timeline is, but knowing what their, do they have a special invoicing structure? Mm Because yes, CCS students, you have that template and most companies are going to be fine with that. They just need Mm -hmm. to know the date, the point of contact, you know, and maybe some other important information which they can give you. But some have a very specific invoice structure that you need to use. And if you don't use that, you know, and like Kate said, your point of contact is getting your invoice and sending it to accounts payable. Mm -hmm. Well, if you didn't use the right invoice structure, what's happening is your contact is getting it, sending it to accounts payable. It's probably sitting in accounts payables inbox for a little while. They take a look at it. They see it's the wrong kind of invoice. They send it back to your contact. Your contact has it in their inbox until they decide to open it and then send it back to you. So all of this could be adding days, maybe a week, maybe even a couple of weeks onto Mm -hmm. that time until you actually are even in their payment system. So especially with bigger companies, uh, you want to know what their process is, because again, it could not be, uh, it, it, it could be that it's not a matter of your client sitting on or your, your contact sitting on your invoice or something like that. It could just be that the process is uh, longer or just a little bit different or more complicated than, and not even more complicated, but just specific. Exactly. More specific. Exactly. Exactly. So that's part one. And that's the most common to underscore. That will probably happen at some point where things just get lost in translation communication. So Mm -hmm. as much as possible, get that information up front. So then Mm -hmm. you don't have to worry. 
Exactly. And you have you you will have your invoice tracking document against CCS students. You know you know you have that, so that you can keep an eye out um, and say, ah, oh, you know what? It's been a couple of weeks since I sent that, or it's been I know they're on a thirty day payment cycle, and you know what? It's been a month and a half. Let me reach out and see what happened with that. So you will be able to track this and look at this, and and you can also make notes in that document if you're like, ooh. Were they on a 30-day or were they on a 60-day? Or do they just mm-hmm. pay it as soon as they get it? So you can keep your notes in that document as well. Um, now, this other scenario, I would say, is actually dependent, relatively likely, um, or at least possible, um, is that your client bless their hearts. And I feel like this is a lot more common with maybe smaller businesses. They are so grateful for your copywriting but they're just taking their sweet time to pay you. Um, And this could be for any number of reasons. Again, this would be one of those scenarios where you don't want to make any kind of assumptions. You're not in their head. You're not in their lives. You don't know what's going on. They're not waiting to pay you because they don't like your work. That's not what this is about. But again, there could be any number of reasons. It could be that it just slipped their mind, or it could be that they're waiting for another payment to come through so they can make the payment to you, or it could be that maybe they do have a regular payment cycle and that has not happened yet, or any number of things. Maybe your email came in, it went to their spam for some Mm -hmm. reason, they didn't see the invoice come in. So when you're working with a client and you haven't gotten... um, payment, I would say probably within a week or so. Yeah. First of all, give them the benefit of the doubt. (laughs) Do not go into this thinking they haven't paid me in a week. They're going to stiff me. This is unbelievable. This is that terrible scenario that Kate and Nikki said is super duper rare. Go into it with the benefit of the doubt. And all you have to do, like we said, about a week or so after you sent the invoice and you haven't gotten anything through, just send them an email. Yeah. Reply to your original if you want. Hey, I know I sent this last week. Just want to make sure, confirm receipt mm-hmm. that we're good to go. Let me know if there's anything else you need to process it. Exactly. Keep it super simple. Because sometimes, again, it people's inboxes are busy. And it's it just like be- a pitch follow-up. It's just, I mean, you would think it would be different, but it's it's not. It's it's big email inbox full of things and things get lost. And it's, we've do, we all do it of like, oh yeah, this is really, let me mark it and I'm going to get back to it. And then we don't. I'm the queen of marking stuff and being like, now that I've marked it, now I'm going to do something. A testament to that. Two weeks after I sent an email to Nikki, she was like, I know that this is, and it wasn't timely. Thank you. It wasn't my invoice. She pays very much on time, (laughs) but we all do it. Let's Yeah. Yeah. Even stuff that we really care, stuff that I want to do, mm-hmm. it gets pushed down. And so it is, it is, there's nothing wrong with, send, first of all, you're owed that money. So there's nothing wrong with sending a follow-up, mm-hmm. but it's also, it does someone a favor. If you had sent me an invoice or you, the general listenership had sent me an invoice and I had marked it, <laughs> queen of marking stuff, and it fell into my inbox, it would be helpful for me, if you sent that follow up and said, Hey, just wanted to let you know that, or I just wanted to um, check in and let me know if you have any questions about the invoice I sent, I would go, Oh, thank God they sent that. So now yeah. I can, I have five minutes. I'm going to do it right now because clearly I forgot it last week. So I'm going to do it right now. So you are, you are doing a business owner a favor. First of all, by again, by giving me 
the benefit of the doubt because I didn't mean to not pay you. It Most just... clients are going to feel embarrassed and bad of like, oh man, I totally forgot that. That's yeah. You're, you're helping everyone. Yeah. You're helping yourself. You're helping them. Yeah. So do not hesitate. Do not be afraid to just send it. But and again, quick and easy. Hey there. Just wanted to reach out and see if you had any questions. Super simple, super light. And again, you're not making any kind of assumptions and they don't feel like you're making any kind of assumptions. Yeah. If you send that email and you still don't hear back, I might send one more, you know, if it's been not even, I might not even wait a week the next time, but maybe it's, you send it on Monday, Thursday, Friday, send another one, just, Hey, nudge. After you've given them two nudges, you can do it after one too. I would pick up the phone to be honest, if you have your client's contact information Mm -hmm. uh, and try to try to have a, a quick conversation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And this is whether you've heard from them or not. If you sent that first reminder and they were like, oh my gosh, great. Thank you so much for reminding me. I'll get to that today. And then you don't. And then like another week goes by and you don't again. And, or if you don't hear anything, you will likely hear something because again, mm-hmm. they're probably going, oh my gosh, I meant to do that. But let's say another week goes by and you don't hear, you can, if you want to send another email or like Kate said, pick up the phone. <laughs> Remember when phones, okay, phones never looked like a hand, but you know what I mean. Uh, I'm making the universal gesture for hand phone. Um, Pick up your hand phone and just shoot them a, it's probably going to end up being a voicemail, but call them and say, hey, you know, just wanted to reach out because, you know, I sent that invoice and I haven't heard from you. So I just wanted to to reach out in person and and ask if you had any questions or find out if there's anything uh, I could do to help. Again, very, I don't want to say low key because obviously you picking up the phone is like, ooh, I'm kind of being called out, but you're still being very civil, still being very helpful. But when you take it to the phone, you're taking it to the next level. And at that point, it is it is very, very likely that, ooh, they're taking the time to give me a phone call. I'm going to take the time to pay this invoice. Yeah. So at this point, I would say like 99.9 plus percent of invoices will be paid at this point. And even before the phone call, I would say over 90% probably will be paid. Most people, again, are, they're busy, yes, but Mm -hmm. they're on it. They want to stay in business. They want to run their business like a professional. They're not out to screw you over. Exactly. And most business or business owners, your contacts or whatever, will tell you like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I need to wait just one more week before, mm-hmm. you know, payroll can run that or accounts payable can run that. Or, oh, I need to, let me just, great. I'm going to send that through to you next week on X date or something. They will, they will communicate with you. Um, and again, if you need to pick up the phone, you pick up the phone. I'm going to say it again. Is this the third time I'm going to say it again? It is very, very rare. So exceedingly rare. Between the two of us, we have 30 plus combined years of working with dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of clients uh, in all types of sizes, multi-billion dollar down to solopreneur and every size in between. And it has never happened to either of us. However, let's say you are the 0.0001% that this happened to. Maybe you got some red flags and you skipped over those red flags because you really wanted to believe in this client Mm -hmm. and you just can't get in touch with this client. Maybe the phone is disconnected or maybe who knows. Um, Is it worth 
trying to pursue this because people think like, you know, Judge Judy, do I take them to small claims court? Do I do? I mean, if you can get on Judge Judy, I support that decision no matter what. But yeah, if she's would, not would, accepting applications. It's true. I would watch it. If you're going to be on there, let us know. Yeah. Um, but it's but. probably not worth it to pursue legal options because it costs money to hire an attorney and it's t- it takes time and energy to deal with all this kind of stuff. And if you're trying to pursue a a thousand dollar invoice, you would probably end up spending more, more in legal fees or even and just your time. Taking- yeah. Off the business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. Um, should that be the case? The, the it's crummy, incredibly rare, but crummy. Uh, but that would be an opportunity to just chalk that up to learnings, go back and go, Oh, you know, I did kind of think it was weird that, um, when we had our Zoom meeting, he looked like he was in an abandoned warehouse in, you know, <laughs> or whatever else. If you had, think, okay, maybe, you know, I did have some yellow flags. I did have some red flags, but I I looked past them. And I'm not saying that this would necessarily be our fault, but it's always worth saying, okay, what is my culpability to whatever degree in this scenario? Well, what can I control going forward, which is... Okay, here are things that I need in a client and I'm going to look for. And here are things that are are my red flags. My And so you have that list going in that you can reference and you're not just relying on memory because it's easy to forget these things. And I will say, I think when you're first, first starting out and you've kind of alluded to this, Nikki, that you want the client so bad because it might be your first client or if it's your second client and you're getting going. And so you might... In the excitement of the project, totally understandable, but that excitement might overshadow some of the red flags and you might try to justify them. Well, this is weird, but I really want this project to be a great portfolio piece. And well, same thing goes if they're going to underpay you, like where you're like, I'm not afraid of not getting paid, but I'm going to be paid, you know, 15 bucks an hour. No, walk, you walk, walk away from that. There's no, even if it is your first client, you're like, I want experience under my belt. Sure, it's your business. If that is the step you want to take, fine. But know that there are many, many more clients out there who will pay your rates, even if you're quote unquote brand new, no experience. You have experience. If you've gotten training and you've practiced your spec ads, you've done the work, you have a lot to offer. And so I think it's easy to forget that. It's easy in the the moment to just want to get anything that you possibly can. It's that scarcity mindset, right? Of I've got to take what's whatever whatever's thrown in front of me and kind of hoard my nuts for the winter because I might not ever get another client again. I might ne- never get an opportunity. If I don't take this one, how will I get other ones? It feels like that. I understand. And I think it's, I know that many of you are going to be like, yeah, whatever, Kate. Uh, but it's, it's hard to separate our emotion from the facts. And the facts are there are tens of hundreds of thousands, millions of potential clients. Mm-hmm. And those numbers are very hard to fathom, but keep on keeping on. And I know the, the, it can be frustrating if you you say, oh, red flags with this client to turn them down. And then oh, I, I put off getting my first client. I get it, but it'll be worth it for you in the long run. If this is a long-term career goal for you, Keep that in mind. Keep the long term in mind, and don't go for the short term, quick fix to whatever it is. Keep mm-hmm. 
keep on keeping on. Remember your big why. Remember why you're doing it. Um, and remember to value yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and so the not getting paid, like we said again, so rare, probably not going to happen. But let's actually take a step back to the client who is taking a while to pay you. Now, often you're going to, you'll talk with this client, you, you will send them an email, maybe you have to pick the phone, they'll pay you. Um, but if you have a client who is uh, regularly taking their sweet time to pay you, and it's not a matter of their accounts payable, t- takes 90 days, it's just for whatever reason, you don't seem to be this client's um, priority. Paying you doesn't seem to be a priority and you have to get on the phone with them and you have to send them a couple of emails. You know it involves waiting. Then you have some choices to make. Um, First of all, there is, do you want to continue working with this client? If this is going to drive you crazy and every time you finish work with them and you put you give them your best and and you you do great work and they're happy with it but then it takes them forever to pay you do you want to put up with that because again to Kate's point there are so many other clients out there and CCA students you have the exact steps to go out there and find and land as many clients as you want to so if you keep working with this client and it really starts to get under your skin that they take their sweet time to pay you do you want to ha- to keep working with them because you don't have to yeah absolutely mhm And then part two of that is, okay, this annoys you and you've seen that this is a pattern. So build that in to your project prices then. Mm -hmm. If you know that this client is going to be a pain in the rear end, then you know what? You can charge a little bit more so that, you know what? I don't want to do it my regular price, but for this price, I'm willing to put up with this. And mm-hmm. same thing too, you know, if you, it, maybe you add a, a pain in the rear end tax, quote unquote, or you say, you know what, every time I work with this client, I have to spend at least two hours chasing them down. So now I'm going to build in those two hours in my, in my quote. And they're mm-hmm. going to pay me for the time that I have to spend chasing them down, which by the way, either way that you do that is very fair. Mm-hmm. You for second of all, because yeah, you have to do work. It's your time. Yeah, <laughs> it's your time. But also, you don't have to justify your rates to anybody. If you mm-hmm. want to add in a pain in the rear end tax, and you truly want to make it like, all right, I'm raising my rates. If they're not willing to pay me this rate, then no, I'm 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 out. But if they are willing to pay me this rate, then yeah, it's high enough that I'm willing to put up with this. That's totally up to you. You are in charge of your own rates. So if you want to build in a a pain in the rear end tax for certain clients, you can do that. Just remember to regularly check in and make sure that you are, for the most part, it's still work. There are going to be some days when I don't feel like doing it, but for the most part, that you're still enjoying what you're doing. You know, you don't want to be, you don't want to have a roster full of clients where you go, oh, I can't take these people. They make me crazy. Don't. Why would you want to work like that? You didn't get into a new career mm-hmm. to be dealing with clients that you don't like or that you resent because they take you, take a while to pay you, which goodness gracious, you don't want that resentment to start seeping into the work that you do for them. So 
yes, if you can find a price that makes it worthwhile to deal with a client who's perpetually late paying you, then great. But if not, you you are well within your rights to stop working with that client. Yeah. And you have the skills to find new clients. Yeah, or you might bump up your rate and work on another project with them and realize, nope, no amount of money in the world could make this worth it. I've yeah. done that before. And it's fine. You walk away. You try. Um and then you always, you can always ask your client too, like, Hey, I know that the invoicing process this first time around felt a little bit long. Is there any way we can get on a, you know, net 15 payment schedule? Ask them, see, you might still build in your pain in the butt task just in case, but you can also communicate that to them. Hey, this is kind of my, or meet them halfway. If they're like, Ooh, we can do 30 and you're like, really love 15 can be 20, 25. Like, is there some, some mm-hmm. middle ground that you can meet? Yeah. Yeah. And actually I do payment due upon receipt at the bottom of my invoice, which really like, I know I'm like, it doesn't help to be, here's a reminder that you're supposed to pay me when you receive my invoice. Yeah. It's just kind of a nice little reminder that there is a a deadline associated with this. So Mm -hmm. again, whether it's net 15, net 30 payment due upon receipt, Hey, by the way, you don't just get to take this and then move on to your next thing. I, I do expect you to pay me and I expect you to pay me as soon as possible. Yeah. yeah. And it's also, we should mention very fair if they haven't paid you yet. And you, this is someone who wants to do ongoing work with you to not start your next project with them until you're paid because that can happen. That can happen. Okay. Here we're kicking off the next project. Okay. That's great. I can't attend any meetings until I'm paid for the last, the last project that I did. So And that might help. There might be different people within the business responsible for these things. So a project manager might be coming at you and saying, hey, we're kicking off this next project. Great. I'm so excited to work with you on it, but I really can't start it until I'm paid for the last project. So they might internally put the pressure on the folks that need to pay you Mm -hmm. and get kind of raise the, the heat level, if you will, on the importance of this. So you're well within your rights to yeah, not continue doing work if you haven't received payment for what you've already done. I mean, you don't have to do it if it's like one project just finished up and then the next day we're going to cook off another one. Like obviously they can't pay you in 24 hours. You don't have to be like, I'm not going to sit in until I see payment for this. But to Kate's point, if they did a project, it's been a couple of weeks, you haven't seen payment, you've tried to email them, you haven't gotten anywhere and they're like, great, let's start the next big project. You are absolutely, as Kate said, well within your rights to say, I'm so excited to work on this with you, but I haven't seen the invoice come through, the payment come through from the last invoice. Mm-hmm. So I need, and my schedule is very busy. So I need to make sure that, um, that before I start on this new project, that last invoice gets paid. And again, that can help light a fire under the people who need to get that taken care of, which is only fair too, right? Because you have other clients or you will have, and you have other clients. To pay. Yes. <laughs> You're not working for free. This is yeah. not a volunteer position. What we do is way too valuable to be given this away for free. And but if it wasn't, you did work. You need to go buy yes. groceries. Yes. Um, well, and you know, you will, maybe you're not there yet, but you will get to the point when you're pitching regularly, you will get to the point that you will have plenty of other clients. I mean, we're just talking with our our next level mastermind Mm -hmm. members about how their schedules are getting really full. And they're having to say to clients, I, I'm, I will send out, you know, this is, this is, this could be the cost of the project for you. Let me know, but you should know that I have proposals out to a couple of different clients and I work on a first come first serve basis. Mm -hmm. So 
it's the same thing with payments. Like you work on a first come first serve basis. If they're not going to pay you, then you're going to work with a client and they're not going to pay you on a regular schedule and they're not going to pay you in a timely manner. Then you have, we have well within your rights, as long as you haven't officially kicked off the project with them to work with a different, to work with a different client. Cause you, this is one you know, we talk about the different hats you have to wear. You are the number one employee and you're also the world's best boss. Um, but you also then too have to be, have to put on, you know, you have your CEO hat and you have to put on your CFO hat and your CFO is looking at all of your, all of your people, quote unquote, it's just you, but all of your, your human resources working on a client that's not paying you, that CFO would shut it down in an instant, they would be like, no, 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 no. We haven't gotten payment on this. Nobody is going over there and doing work for them. Mm -hmm. Metaphorically going, I'm imagine the entire workforce going over to that office. But your your CFO hat, and sometimes it can be tricky because we want, well, I like this client and I, you know, I want to work on this project. Sometimes you have to have on that objective CFO hat who's going, yeah, we're a business though. This is not a charity. We're a business. We did that work. We haven't been paid for it. Okay, we have to move on to other clients that will pay us for it. Mm -hmm. It's, it's nothing personal. This is business. This is finance. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to say it again, Kate. I'm going to say it again. Yeah, I'm say I, it again. I was going to, if you weren't. So yes, <laughs> it is so it. <laughs> incredibly rare that you will not be paid by a client. So, so incredibly rare. But we know that it is a concern. So we wanted to talk about it. Um, oh, and while I thought of it. One of the things, hop on a call with your client, see them, do a video call. I think when people see each other or if you, you're going into an office to do a kickoff, make sure you're doing the discovery call so you can see those red flags. I know CCA students know that, but if you're listening, you're like, what's a discovery call? We've got resources for that, but do the call because if you're just, again, taking a Facebook message and then you're like, yep, I'm going to, I'm on it. And then you deliver the copy and there's no, there's been no process. There's been no, here's the scope of work. Here's how much an agreement, written agreement that everyone's good to go. If all of that hasn't happened, then yeah, that's what's going to set you up for a scam essentially. So mm -hmm. make sure yes. you're doing all of that pre-work, which I, I realize we kind of assumed because I think CCA students know that, but just so everyone else knows. Yeah. No, it's a great point. It's a great point. It's, it's the not getting paid by clients. That's much more likely to be a scam scenario and you can avoid a scam scenario by doing, getting on the phone, doing your full due diligence, researching their web. Well, they say they have this website, but when I go over there, there's no actual website at that URL or they say they're, you know, they, they, and I haven't actually been able to get on a call with them where they keep mm -hmm. pushing out the date of our call or, all of this stuff should make you go, mm, you know, let me just. If you haven't put a the pin human in behind one. the business, then. Then there may not be a business. Be, yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so again, very rare. If, if uh, I can't even, rare is not a big enough word yeah. to, to say how rare it is that you would work with a company and they would just never pay you. Um, but it is possible to work with a client where they just take their sweet time. Even if that happens, don't, don't get upset. Don't get nervous. None of that stuff. Just take the steps that we outlined. You will get paid eventually. And again, if this becomes a habitual thing, 
evaluate whether or not this is a client that you want to continue working with. It's all of this is very manageable. There's nothing scary about it. You may just, the, the scariest thing, quote unquote scariest, might just be that you have to sometimes put on your CFO hat and go, hmm, is this where we want to, is this how we want to spend our resources? Yeah. Okay, so if this has been a concern of yours, if you've been nervous about it, now you know exactly what to do. And we hope you feel uh, a lot more relaxed and a lot more in control of all of it. And so with that, we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Like what you heard? Subscribe to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast so you never miss any copywriting tips, tools, or tactics. And if you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at freecopywritingtraining.com. We'll catch you in the next episode.